You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 64 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today is Vicki Stokes. Hi, Vicki. Hey. How are you? Doing good. You know, I'm just getting up a cold. I got here and my sister gave me a cold. <laughs> well, that wasn't very nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> you might have noticed, listeners, that I did not introduce Suze Gilbert uh, because she's not here today. The three of us are in various modes of travel or getting ready for traveling, which we will talk about later. And we just could not find a time when all three of us were ready, you know, available to record at the same time. So what we decided to do is Vicki and I are recording right now, Saturday morning, and Suze sent me a pre-recorded segment with her uh, things that she wanted to talk about. And I will pop that in at the end of the podcast. So you will hear from Suze later on. So Vicki, you are not home right now. No, I'm in Arizona. I have my sister move uh, from one City in Arizona to another. And yeah. Nice sister. Huh? Nice sister. Yeah. <laughs> really nice sister because she got she bought me an early birthday present, a brand new MacBook Pro. I mean loaded to the gills. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, um like I said, sisters are great. <laughs> does, does she realize that since you and I are sisters that I <laughs> That makes her and I sisters? Yeah, yeah. I think she does know. I don't know what that means. But I got to tell you, it's a two and a half gigabyte i7 core processor, 16 gigabytes of memory. Wow. A 500 gigabyte hard drive. And I was like, I, what, what she did is that we went to Apple Store. As soon as I flew in um, to Las Vegas, we went to the, the Apple Store and I thought I was helping her find a, a MacBook. Um, and she kept going, I want the MacBook Pro. I said, why would you want the MacBook Pro? You you don't do anything but check email. And she was adding all this stuff. I said, no, no, you should. She said, what would you do? And I'm thinking about doing podcasts. You, I said, you'll never do a podcast. So she was getting all this stuff and a configuration for somebody like me. And then when we walked out of the store, she said, happy birthday. I just, I start crying, literally. <laughs> oh, I would too. That is really nice. I was like, God, that is so sweet. But, you know, she I should have known because she's typical. She does stuff like that. So, yeah. So that was my early birthday present and I'm still giddy over it. Oh, I don't blame you at all. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, did you know that I tried on the Apple Watch? Oh, I saw it in the store. I was really sort of impressed. And you know, I'm down on the Apple Watch. I don't see the purpose of it. But it's really pretty. Yeah, it was nice. I had I had gone to the mall a couple of weeks ago where, where our Apple store is, and I got there early. Yeah. So I said, well, let me let me walk into the store and just take a peek. And, you know, I'm, I'm here. And when I the store opened, the concierge said to me, you know, what are you here for? And I said, I'm just going to take a peek at the Apple Watch. And he said, would you like to try it on? And I thought, well, okay. Mm-hmm. So... I figured I'd need an appointment, but there was really, it was quiet Mm -hmm. and he brought somebody over and I wasn't really in the right frame of mind because I didn't go there with the thought of trying it on. Mm -hmm. So I was, and plus my, my brain was in a couple of other places at the same time. 
So I wasn't really into it as much as I would have been had I been there specifically for that reason. But she she put it on. You know, she, you know, she took it out of the drawer. She said, which one? I said, just the sports one. And she took it out and laid it on that little velvet cushion. And she put it on me. And then she said, now you take it off and put it back on. And mm-hmm. I had heard another podcaster say that he – and I can't remember who it was – but he was not allowed to touch it. Really? That only the Apple salesperson was allowed to put it on him and take it off, where she told me, take it off. See how it feels. Mm-hmm. Put it on your arm yourself. You know, tighten it to what makes you comfortable. Play with it. You know, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, I liked it. It was, it was, it was, it was cool. And that, that haptic touch, or that, that you know, the little uh, buzz that you get when it gives you a notification, mm-hmm. it's just enough for you to realize that you've been notified, but not enough to make you go, oh my God, you know, scare the heck out of you. Yeah. You know, it's just enough. It's just subtle enough. Mm-hmm. So that was, it was nice, but I'm, it's just out of, even the cheap one, it's just, it's still just out of my budget. Yeah, no, I just can see that. I'm not a watch person anymore. You know, yeah, all these devices with the cat, with the uh, time on it, you know, uh, I, and I have one friend that wears a watch and she watch, she looks at her watch constantly. Uh, that's sort of irritating. <laughs> Am I boring you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was interesting. I mean, but three forty nine for the you know the least expensive one. Uh, I'm going to be in the market soon for another iPad, and if I have to choose, the iPad's going to win every time because I'm yeah. going to get more use out of my iPad. I yeah. do like the fitness aspect of it. I have a I have a Fitbit, mm-hmm. but it kind of annoys me. So yeah. I like the idea of putting on the, the watch. But the, the one thing I – and I haven't really done a whole lot of research about this. But what happens if I'm on the treadmill and I'm walking? How is the watch recording my steps? Hmm. You know, that's something I haven't really looked into. So. What do you mean how is it recording your steps? Same way the Fitbit would, wouldn't it? Well, the Fitbit is on my waistband. So as my leg is moving, it's recording oh. my steps. So I'm not sure because when I'm on the treadmill – I have, I'm holding on to the bars because that when you hold on to the bars, it's also, t- you know, um, there's like a little metal th- um, mm-hmm. piece on the bar, which is taking my heart rate. Yeah, so but if I'm not moving my arms back and forth, how is it registering? Oh, yeah. You're not moving your arms back and forth. Uh. You know, I don't know. I don't know how that works. And yeah, I generally people, when they walk, you move their arms back and forth. Right. Just like their foot I, and opposite up the foot. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I do if I'm outside walking with a friend, you know, mm-hmm. or just walking around your house. But when I'm on a treadmill, I'm like I said, I'm holding on to these bars that measure my heart rate. Yeah. But, so, you know, they're coming out with so many different ways of monitoring your activity and your all kinds of things. So I do see how the watch is going to fit into technology now. You know, it makes sense. You don't want your phone, you're putting down, you can't really see all the activities that you're doing. And that's on your body. But they got to come out with some more sensors and ways of testing things. Um, it's right. cool. Maybe. It's a good idea. I just can't see the cost is just prohibitive. Right. I mean, maybe yeah. the second generation. I mean, it's yeah. not something that I've totally said no way. Yeah. But I, it's not something where I'm saying, oh, my God, I have to have this. I actually went online and just sort of dreamed, okay, if I bought one, what would I get? It was over $2,500. Yeah. For and the features I, 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 yeah. There's just no way. There's just no yeah. way I could justify that. I mean, even for yeah. a computer, $2,500. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. But yep. Yep. We looked. Yeah. Okay. So that's nice. 
Right. So um, something else that I would like to mention is, Vicki, at the end of this month is our third anniversary as Three Geeky Ladies. Yeah. I wow. cannot believe that. I thought, for some reason, I thought we were coming up on our second anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I went back and I looked at our list of our shows and I went, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We started in 2012. Yeah. So it's been did. three years. So I want to take a, a moment to thank our listeners. Mm-hmm. For, for listening each episode and, yeah. you know, commenting on Twitter or in our Google Plus community, but thank you for three years. It's been, it's been a lot of fun and it's been, I mean, the best part for me has been being able to get to know you and Suze better. Yeah, definitely. We hit it off the very first day we talked to each other. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's fun. It's funny. It's kind of like um, when you listen to people, when you listen to podcasts or watch a podcast that has more than one person. Mm-hmm. You always wonder what would happen if person A was with person C instead of person B. Mm-hmm. You know, would the chemistry work? Yeah. Or when you're talking about singing groups, what would happen if this person was a lead singer instead of that person? Mm-hmm. Because if, if it's if the chemistry's not there, then forget it. I don't yeah. care what these exactly. people have to say. Exactly. They could be incredibly knowledgeable and wonderful speakers, but if the chemistry isn't there between the hosts, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Before we record and even afterwards, we talk for a very long time. So it's not just about the podcast. We, we, we're we really good friends. That's that's true. That's yeah. true. So yeah. it's it's been great. So again, mm-hmm. thank you, listeners. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for you, you wouldn't give us an excuse to get together every couple of weeks and... Yeah, see what's chat, going on with each other. Chat for an hour before we record and two hours yeah. after we record. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now that we've talked and talked and talked, um, we want to talk about now... Um, our topic, which is tech and travel. Yeah. So as we mentioned, Vicki is right now traveling with her sister. Mm-hmm. As of a couple of days, I'm leaving for Italy. Yeah. Wow. Still haven't pa- I still have not packed. <laughs> <laughs> I really should get on that. <laughs> you really should. That's going to be fun. I really should. Yeah. Yep. Have you been to Italy yeah. before? I've never been to Europe. I've never been overseas. Oh my gosh, you're going to enjoy it. Italy is beautiful. I've been to Canada, I've been to Mexico, well, mm-hmm. you want to count Cozumel, and I've been to some, you know, the Caribbean yeah. islands with the cruises, mm-hmm. but I have never been overseas. You know, you, this is going to be a good trip. Yep, we're going for 12 days. Awesome, nice hus- long time. Yep, my husband and uh, some of his family members were taking a mm-hmm. group tour. We're going to, we're flying into Venice, mm-hmm. and we're going to be in Venice, Florence, Rome, and the Amalfi Coast. Okay, yeah. And then when I get back, Suze is leaving for six weeks to France. yeah. And I'm going to, I'm already in Amazon, and I'm going uh, at the end of June into the first week of July to D.C. on a trip with my niece and nephew. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to Europe. I'm doing all these American tours. <laughs> but D.C. is fun. I haven't been there in a long time, but Washington, D.C. is nice. I haven't been in a long time either, so it's going to be great. And they've never been, so it's mm-hmm. going to be just a really cool time to hang out with my niece and nephew. But it's going to be hot. Just be prepared. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going to be hot. Uh-huh. So today we want to talk about the, what technology we bring with us when we travel. And what did you bring with you for your trip, Vicki? Or maybe you should start with what you forgot. To bring with you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, <laughs> Lisa. Um, but that's a nice segue. <laughs> uh, my Apple AirPods with the remote and mic. I knew I was going to record too. And I knew I couldn't bring, I didn't have enough room to bring my normal big microphone that I have. Um, 
And I also needed to get butts on the plane. And when I'm in my sister's house and she wants to watch TV while I'm listening to a, a video or so. And I left them at home. Uh, and that was my, I generally use my um, Apple earbuds and the, with the remote and the mic when I travel. Um, because, you know, it's just, it stores well, but it's just necessary. You want to be entertained on the plane and such. So that's one of the things I definitely need to. And I also take my iPhone with me. Uh, it's very important that uh, uh, I have access to, you know, the different um Games on it, and of course you need to talk to people, so you got to have your iPhone or whatever phone you have on with you. Those are the two things that I definitely have to have with me: is my Apple earbuds with the remote and mic, which you know are, are pretty, um, pretty good quality sound, and, and um, also they do pretty doggone good job with our podcast. I think uh, Suze uses hers uh, with a iPad sometimes to record. I think she does it when she travels, right? Mm-hmm. She's her iPad yeah. and her. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she uses her iPad exclusively. Yeah, yeah. She does. Yeah. So they work pretty well, and of course, my iPhone is very important. With the iPhone, you also get the apps, and we'll get to the apps later. Let me uh, pass it on to you. What you like to carry? Your number one thing. One of one of the things that I had to do for uh, preparing for this trip is get an international plan on my phone which I've never had to do before. Uh, I plan on using Wi-Fi only. I know our hotels have Wi-Fi. So when we get back to the hotel at night is when I'll be checking email and sending pictures that I've taken with my phone because most of the pictures I'll be taking will be with the digital camera. But I'll make sure I take some with my iPhone so that I can send them to people because I've already been requested to send pictures to people. So um, the, 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 the megabytes that I bought, I only bought a 120 megabyte plan. And that's mostly for if I need to check a map or if I need to use a translation app that uses data. So someone told me about a free app that will let you supposedly make free phone calls no matter where you are. And it's called Viber, V-I-B-E-R. And mm-hmm. it was, it's you can download it for free on iTunes. And I think... There might be an Android version, but I'm not 100% on that. And the way it's supposed to work is if, like, if I want to get in touch with you, Vicki, as long as you have Viber installed on your phone also, it will show up in my contact list within Viber. So mm-hmm. I open up the app, I click on contacts, and it shows everyone who's in my contact list on my phone who has Viber installed on their phone. Mm-hmm. So if I see your name, I can send you a text message, mm-hmm. and supposedly that's totally free, mm-hmm. or I could call you. Okay. Even if I'm in Italy and you're in California, I can call you on Viber and supposedly, like I'm saying, I'm saying supposedly because I haven't used it, so I don't know how you know accurate this is, but supposedly I can make a phone call to you and it's not going to eat into my data and it's not going to charge me. Mm-hmm. Where AT&T, I think it's, I can't remember now if my plan is a dollar a minute or 50 cents a minute, mm-hmm. something like that, if I were to make a phone call on an international plan, which I have no intention of doing. Mm-hmm. But if I call you through Viber, it's supposed to be free. Wow. Pretty cool. So I said, what the heck? You know, I downloaded it just in case someone does need to call me on an emergency basis. I have my mm-hmm. kids download it. Now, you can pay a, a price to call someone from Viber to a phone that does not have Viber installed. And you can buy credits for that. Okay. But basically, the, the app is totally free. So I thought, okay. So I downloaded it. So if for no other reason, 
some other people that we're going with on this trip downloaded Viber mm -hmm. so I can text them back and forth because they have Android phones. Mm. So, so since we don't have the iMessages, I can use Viber. If they go one way, we go another. I can text them and say, you know, what time are we meeting back at the hotel or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll give it a shot and see what happens. Yeah. Okay, but, for, you know, for free, what the heck? Yeah. I, I ain't going to use it with my niece and nephew because they don't have, well, my niece has an iPhone, but it's not, it doesn't have the phone plan to it. But she has this little, small little fake Blackberry <laughs> phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and she calls me a lot and I think it'd be easier for her just to text me instead. Yeah. And the um, interface yeah. looks the same. The phone part, I called uh, one of my sons, which, you know, of course I'm calling within the United States, but when I click on his name to make the phone call, the interface of the dialing area looks the same as the iPhone. Mm -hmm. So it's a very familiar feel. Okay. Yeah. And the sound quality was fine. It wasn't any different. So I don't know if they have their own kind of phone system or if it goes through the iPhone. I really don't know the ins and outs of it. Yeah. But I thought, mm. you know, it says it doesn't hurt. Yeah. It doesn't mm. hurt to download it and see what happens. Look like they have video calls too you can do. Yeah, so you can do you know, if you get Apple to Apple it's FaceTime, so I guess uh, if it's Apple to a non-Apple uh, phone, you can do video calls. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff on yeah. there that's just like I, I, you know, you can do sticker, yeah. stickers, and you yeah. can follow, you can follow public chats. I'm like, I yeah. don't care about that stuff. Yeah. You know, I just want to be able to send a text to my kids yeah. that every, you know, that everything is good, or make an emergency phone call if I need to. Yeah. So I figured, you know, it's a free app, doesn't hurt. Yep, sounds good. Yep, so I'll be using that. Okay, my next. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I've already installed it. I'm gonna get my nieces and uh, to put it on her phone. So mm -hmm. sounds like a good app. Um, speaking of Wi-Fi, um, I have Comcast Xfinity. It's my internet um, service, and um, they have this app, Xfinity Wi-Fi app, that allows you to find hotspots around your area. Uh, unfortunately, in the area of Arizona I'm in now. There are no <laughs> spots mm. because they don't have Comcast. So that's uh -huh. a little negative. But when I in other places that aren't, aren't as rural and out in the middle of nowhere, we're actually very poor. And I'm surprised. Uh, I, maybe I'm jinxing this, but um, the Internet is pretty good in this new house my sister's uh -huh. in. The, uh, where she lived before, it was extremely bad, and I was worried Uh uh, if we uh, were still there, if this, we were going to be able to do this because it, her internet drops a lot. Um, but um, it's pretty cool. I've used it uh, when I've traveled before, and um, the hotel had really awful Wi-Fi. So I would end up um, just searching and finding the closest spot. Sometimes you actually are able to pick up a hot spot and not even leave the hotel. Um, but most of the times you have to go to wherever that location is and uh, or get closer to it. And you connect and for free you are able to, you know, use your iPhone or your I, uh, iOS devices or whatever kind of device that you have, um, Android, to connect to a Wi-Fi signal. So that's my must-have app. And I use quite often. Now, even um, when I'm at home, I use it um, around the Bay Area. I downloaded, <clears throat> excuse me, I downloaded something like that for AT&T mm -hmm. for Italy. It's a pass called the AT&T Passport. 
mm-hmm. so that you're supposed to be able to find Wi-Fi spots when you're out and about and hook onto their Wi-Fi. Not quite sure how it works, though, from what I've read. When you're in Europe, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, if you have experience with this, but it's not like here where you just go to Panera, you just say, okay, I, 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 I agree to be a good person, and they let you on. You have to show your license. Hmm. Or some sort of ID when you go into these hotspots, and I guess it's for security reasons. Yeah. So I'm not really sure if I go onto a Wi-Fi that hotspot that AT&T has, if I'll just be able to jump on, yeah. or if I have to show ID. If, if I have to go through all that, I won't bother. I'll just wait till I get back to the hotel. Yeah, I know, I've, I've never had to do that. Uh, they are able to authenticate you through your uh, Comcast or AT&T account. Um, I don't know how AT&T does it, but I know Comcast, you log on and they, they're able to authenticate you, who you are. Uh, yeah. Your I think it might be the rules of Europe versus... Oh, oh, you're talking about Europe. Okay. In, uh, Europe, in okay. Italy, yeah. That's what I've been reading, that okay. that's the way it is in Italy, that you okay. just can't jump on and start, that you have to show ID and... Yeah, because you don't have a comparable service there, I guess. No, yeah. No, no. Well, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. See, let us know. So one of the um, things that I travel with always, it's called the Antec four-port USB charging station. Uh And what you do is you plug it in to, you know, plug it into the outlet and it gives you four USB ports. I use this constantly when we're on a cruise because if you've ever taken a cruise, there is one plug (laughs) in the entire room. One plug. Mm -hmm. So I plug this in. And I'm able to charge, you know, my iPad, my iPhone, my husband's Kindle, my Kindle, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you know, and then I just pull it out when I need a, a curling iron or something. Well, same idea when we go to Italy. I bought the adapters and the and the converters because they have 220 volt versus our 110 volt. So what I will do is I will plug this into the converter. And I'll have my iPhone, my iPad, and my husband's Kindle, and then we'll just put those into the USB so we can charge them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Rather, you know, because rather than you know, charge one thing and take it out, charge the other thing and take it out. This way, we'll charge everything at once. Everything is good. I I don't go anywhere without this. If you have a lot of USB items, this thing is a godsend. And if not this, you need to get some sort of USB charging station. Yeah, multiple port. It is. I love it. Didn't you bring that with you when we went to Macworld? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was really convenient, yeah, because we were in this ancient room. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so you and I could charge our devices at the mm-hmm. same time instead of fighting over mm-hmm. the one outlet. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. So, yeah, so yeah. getting something like that is really is really great. And if you don't have USB but you have a lot of cords, if you could bring some sort of power strip, mm-hmm. you know, if it's allowed where you're going. yeah. But because you don't, there's just a lot of these hotel rooms or like, especially cruise ships, they don't have a lot of outlets. Yeah. So you don't really have a whole lot of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of power, I think you bought this too, the Hyperjuice external battery. Didn't you buy one of those? I don't have that. I have the Jackery. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was another um, lady. It's the same idea. Uh, uh, yeah, I have a Jackery too, Jackery or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think it was another lady at MacWorld that had it for her MacBook uh, 
Pro, and I was like, oh my God, that can actually charge your Mac, MacBook Pro, and it could also charge another device with charging. It has two USB ports. Um, you oh, bought it right there, didn't you? The I first sure did. Year we went? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I remember I, that. I, I forgot. I should say what it is a hyperjuice external battery for the Apple MacBook, iPad, iPhone, and USB. Now they, they have one for the MacBook Pro. No, no. Just, uh, I mean, they all work for the MacBooks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. I mean, it also works for the MacBooks that have the Retina uh, displays. I, I, I think in the past they had some issues with that. But it's a dual 12-watt USB port. And um, it has this four-stage LED battery-level indicator. Uh, and it actually matches the, the aluminum co- uh, casing of the MacBook. That's what I really sort of like. I thought it looked sort of um, like it was a part of the, the computer itself. It's really uh, uh, nice uh, appearance, but it's a little heavy. Um, it'll yes. add a little bit of weight onto your... Uh, it does. Yeah, yeah. But it's really a good um, device. And it, when, at Macworld... Uh, you were constantly trying to find slots to power. I think this was like the second time we went together. Uh, and then all of a sudden we had tons of spaces to put your, your to charge your. Um, they didn't have the second year we went, they had less people up in the press room, but they didn't have as many power outlets as yeah, did the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, I think it's a pretty good uh, product. Um I don't really remember the price, I don't, and I didn't put it down. But you can find it at their website, hypershop.com. Yeah, I, I, I've got mine too, mm-hmm. um, the, the Jockery. Yeah. It's already, that one's put, put aside for me to bring. Yeah, that one is, a, is really, it's much less expensive than the Hyperjuice. But the Hyperjuice has a longer uh, power uh, than the Jockery does. Uh, yeah, I want to say, well, I got it on, I got mine on Amazon on one of those uh, gold box deals. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I paid I don't know, $25 or $30. Yeah, yeah. It was really, it was very inexpensive. It was one of those deals where you say, okay, I really have, you know, I, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, this was, but, um, the, I get the prices. It's, it's like a, starting at $169, but it extends the, the power on your MacBook that, about 14 hours. Your iPad Air about 18 and a half hours. That's yeah. a lot. You know? that, those, that has a lot of juice. Yeah. Yeah. So you're yeah. paying for it. And it goes all the way up to like a 220 uh, watt. Um, and it that we extended it up to like 53 hours. Now, of course, that, that's wow. expensive and it's very heavy. So you better have some reason for, <laughs> to purchase that. A really good reason. But I, I like them. I think it works very well. It's easy to, to install. And, you know, it's no, you know, no rocket science to use a, a, a battery backup. But sometimes some of them you have to go to a lot of gyrations. And um, one of them that I bought, I forgot the name of it. I had to actually buy a Apple power cord and take a strip the wire and create a connector because... Apple has this connector, um, um, proprietary connector, and they could not get, uh, they could not um, use Apple's products without a license or something. So they gave you a kit to actually alter 
and uh, the power cable. And some people are not comfortable with fooling around with stuff like that, stripping wires and dealing with something that could possibly be a fire hazard. So electrical issues. So um, I don't think it was the hyperjuice. Uh, I think it was another one that had that issue. Um, I wish I knew the name of it. Anyway, um, that's it for me for the battery. Well, the next two that I'm going to talk about, you and I used at Macworld. Yeah. So I've only used this particular app twice, so I'm Mm -hmm. far from an expert. It was just very basic. But if you need to make a podcast on the fly or you need to do some sort of recording very quickly, we used Boss Jock Studio. Mm -hmm. It's $10 and it works on the iPad. And the good thing about it is it has something called carts where you can preload your theme music or if you do an interview with somebody, you can record that and then you can preload it into the cart is what it's called. And then you're basically editing as you go. So you would click on the record button, you you do your recording, you can add music, you can add that interview. When you're all done with it, you can export it directly to Facebook or to um, YouTube or you can email it to yourself or you can export it uh, so that you can further edit it into GarageBand if you want to. So that's how Vicky and I did some recordings, some you know five, ten minute recordings at Macworld mm-hmm. uh, to talk about our day. The problem with it is it records in live time, meaning, okay, for example, we did, uh, we told Guy Searle about this app for the MyMac.com podcast. And there was a group of us sitting around the table, and we had all done various interviews. So we had a shared Dropbox, and we put all our interviews into the Dropbox, and Guy took some of those interviews and put them into individual carts. So we're sitting around the table, and we're all chatting about what we've seen and what we liked and so forth. And he'd say, okay, now I'm going to play Vicky's uh, interview with so-and-so. And maybe that interview was three minutes long. So the interview would play, and we're just sitting there, la, 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 while the interview played. And it's being recorded into this podcast. So then we get back, and we talk a little bit more. Okay, now I'm going to play Elisa's interview with so-and-so. And that's three minutes, and you just have to sit there and listen. You, There's no way of going back and editing in like you can with GarageBand. So, like, for example, if I wanted to, at this point, I, when I go back later and I edit this podcast, I can I could break it right at this point, split it, throw something else in, and then continue with the conversation. Mm-hmm. I can do all that after the fact. With Boss Jock, you can't do that. Everything is live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, though, if you just want to do something really quick and on the fly – it's a, it's a good app. It takes a little bit of getting used to. You have to just kind of look at it, kind of figure out where things are. And they do have some videos on their website to show you how to use different features. Mm-hmm. So that's what we used, and it did a pretty good job. So if you need something quick, make a really quick podcast, and, you need, and you're using your iPad, this is a good one because I didn't bring my computer with me to Macworld. And in conjunction with that, I wanted to uh, – upload to 3geekyladies.com or to my Mac when I did a, a post for them, I used blo- a, a, an application called Blogsy. That's $4.99 and it's also for the iPad. And it works with WordPress, Blogger, other kinds of blogging platforms. And I, I liked it. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You, um, 
I was able to upload the same post to both Three Geeky Ladies and to MyMac.com. Yeah. You can add your photos. Uh, your it, it has formatting bars so that you can, you know, make different colors. You can highlight. You can te- you know uh, adjust your text. You can uh, add pictures from either your photo roll or from Flickr or from uh, Instagram or from another place where you have your pictures. You can uh, justify your type, you can change the font and the font size and the text color and so on and so forth. So that's another that's another app that's that's good. Even if even if you're not away, if you decide that you just want to use this to upload your, you know, take care of your blogging needs on mm-hmm. a day to day basis. Again, it's the only time I really used it is when I was at Macworld, so I don't have a whole lot of experience with it. But it worked well for me. I had it all set up prior to leaving for Macworld, which made it a little bit easier. And I was able to take care of everything when I was there, hit the print button, the publish button, and it went up and it, it worked well. So I was very happy with it. So if you're ever on the road and you need something to uh, create podcasts or to work on your website, uh, posting Boss Jack Studio and Blogsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Well. Yeah, they did. They actually did. Um yeah. My um, next one is for, because I've been doing a lot of road trips, uh, it's Maps uh, by um, the I, for iOS. It has changed. It's much, much more accurate. As a matter of fact, I think the navigation, uh, turn-by-turn navigation is better than Google's. Um, I, uh, there's some issues with um, the location of things on the map. They, uh, they can be way off. You know, um, you think it's uh, maybe 30 feet away and it'll be um, almost in an entire different town. I mean, it's that is just sort of way off. And then sometimes it's quite accurate. So I don't like using the landmarks. uh, And it's very difficult unless I'm sitting in the passenger seat to look at it. But it's it's convenient to have your co-pilot person sitting there looking. Okay, we're passing this, we're passing that, even though you do get the turn-by-turn directions, it's nice to have to make sure that you're actually going where you, or where you, um, the map is ter- uh, telling you to go. It um, has traffic information. I really don't use that you know, because generally when I'm on a road trip, I don't have many alternatives. I'm afraid to, to go off the beaten trap uh, path unless I know the area quite well. Of course, it has that flyover stuff, but I'm trying to figure out why I will use that if I'm actually traveling someplace. Um, what's the purpose of that? Even sitting at home and looking at a flyover, um, to me, I, like, I prefer to be there. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. interesting. I was looking at the flyovers the other day. There's one of Rome. And I was looking at that one, and I was looking at one of New York City, and they don't look real. Yeah, yeah. Because if you notice, there's never any people. There's never any cars. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, this doesn't look real. It almost looks like they built a uh, like a 3D model mm-hmm. and took a camera. Yeah, and they're flying over. Because yeah. the water doesn't look like water. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of interesting to know where things are in relation to each other. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I thought, this doesn't look real. Yeah. But, but both Apple and Google has, has done a lot of acquisitions where they bought out all these different navigation companies and, and uh, to improve their own products. And both of these products, Maps and Google, are much, much better. Uh, Apple has incorporated Siri. 
Um, you can actually ask her for directions. You don't have to actually manually enter them in there. And I completely forgot about that. And all the traveling that we were doing around here locally, we were manually entering them. And I completely forgot you can do that. Um, and my sister also used her Garmin navigation uh, device in her car. And it gave us some of the craziest routes to get places that you ever want. So you have to be very careful. I, I tend to want to look at the entire route and um, figure out on my own if this is the right route before I, I, I travel. Uh, because sometimes you pick the wrong address. Sometimes, I, actually, in this town, there were two Home Depots. And one, um, it's not a Home Depot at all. It's just called Home Depot. So um, you have to be careful to make sure that you're, you're it's the, the route is the route that you wanted to take and it's the actual destination that you want to go to. Um, they also have things about different landmarks, like, um, um, but to, to get places and um, they map out interesting locations. But I don't like using the map for that. I use other devices like apps like Around Me or Gas Buddy. Those are the two main apps I use to find different locations. Uh, I've been using Around Me for a very long time and I'm very familiar with it. And Around Me also can point, well, uh, can provide directions, um, so and, and it'll interface with maps and uh, give you the directions. And Gas Buddy, I use it all the time, even at home, because I'm trying. I'm always trying to find the cheapest possible gas. And it's a it, both of these apps are free and um, available in the iTunes Store. I have around me. I just never really used it. Yeah, I, I use it when I'm traveling um, to find different things. Uh, restaurants and things of that nature because I'm, if I'm not familiar with the area. It's pretty, it's easy to use. You know, it's, it's, I've been using it for so long. I'm sure there are a lot of better ones out there. Maybe I'm not sure. I, 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 well, I can imagine there are uh, other ones that are better. Um, but uh, I'm just familiar with that one. And also, you can get gas also through around me, but I prefer gas buddy because it's all it does. And when I want need to find gas, I don't need to go want to go through an application and click, you know, uh, what are you looking for? Gas, this, you know, um, um, I want a, a one-stop little app that's going to do what I need. Um, and, okay. Well, the last one I wanted to talk about is an app that's been around for a long time that I had downloaded a long time ago and never really used. And I'm using it a lot now and it's called Documents 5. And I'm not sure if it's pronounced at the company is Riaddle or Riedel, but that's that's the company R E A D D L E Documents Five. What it, it it's it's basically a jack of all trades kind of kind of application because mm-hmm. it will read PDFs, it will play music, you can look at PowerPoint presentations, you can edit text files, you can do a whole bunch of things. You can manage your photos. There's a lot of things that it does. What I'm using it for this time is I'm taking all the documents I need for my Italy trip and I'm putting it all in this one place so I can find everything in one spot. I have a copy of my plane reservation. Even though that's in mail, I still put a copy in here. The travel agent sent us a bunch of PDF brochures about the different areas we're going to, stuck them all into here. Mm -hmm. I have my final itinerary. I have a copy of my travel insurance. I have um, pictures that they sent. I just have any document that is related to the trip 
I have in here so that in one place I can find it if I need it immediately. And I used AirDrop, which was great. So I have documents on my iPad and my iPhone because I figure my iPad will be staying at the hotel, but my phone will be on me. <laughs> and everything came through my computer. So what I did is I just used AirDrop to put everything into documents. That worked great, the AirDrop. I have, an, I have a folder under documents that I called Italy, stuck everything into there. And it's great. Yeah. That's audio files and PDFs and everything. Yep. Mm. It does a ton of stuff, yeah. and, which I'm not even touching. i just using it for these documents. Mm-hmm. And it's free. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it's got mm. fantastic reviews. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, if you want to use Art AirDrop to get your particular file from your computer into your iPad, that worked great. That's great. All right. All right. My last few, I'm going to lump them all together. Um, when I travel to visit my sister, she's not a big TV person. So I like to see TV programs that I um, um, watch on a regular basis. And I got a sling player. Uh, I, I believe I, I did a review of that, of the sling player. Um, so um, the sling player uh, is by Slingbox company. Um, uh, allows you to view your cable or your um, satellite programming remotely uh, from um, stream from your um, home um, device. It's connected to your um, cable system at home. Uh, and um, as long as you have Wi-Fi or you have it directly, uh, an Ethernet cable directly connected, you're able to uh, stream that uh, via their apps, which is their, they have a sling player desktop for the for the Mac which is free and the iOS versions I think it's like $9.99 um or maybe $19.99 I don't remember the price but the iOS device is not free uh app is not free you're able to watch the programming on your um your devices um you gotta have a very good internet connection as I said in my sister's previous house oh two people could not um stream at the same time or even do any downloads at the same time. I think hers was it's, it's, was like 12 megabits or something like that, which is really, really was it, low. Was it dial-up? Yeah, it's about, it felt like it uh, because only one person at a time could actually do that. You couldn't have multiple people. So I think it was maybe it was less than 15 megabits, that's for sure. Uh, and this particular house you're in now, I believe it's maybe 15 or more because both of us can do downloads. I was downloading apps on my new Mac and she was watching something at the same time. So, um, it was slow, but it was, it didn't stop and just go buffering, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Um, but sling player, I mean, I use it a lot, a lot. Sometimes I use it when, um, I, I, I had a guest that was here uh, visiting me and she was staying in a room that did not have access to a TV and she used it, um, to look at the TV in um, my media room. And the thing is, is that that TV is being controlled by you remotely. So the person that's in your house, um, probably they won't be able to control uh, the TV. They're left at the mercy of that person. Um, And and I said before, I think in my review, this is really convenient for a a kid when they go away to school. The parent don't even have to pay for internet. I mean, not internet, but for cable service because they can actually access their 
say if they have it hooked to their TV in their own room, then they could stream it all their recordings from um, remotely. Saves you a lot of money. It's, uh, it's, it's, so you don't both have to have the service. And my sister does it too, but she does it so every now and then. She wants to watch a program, and she doesn't have that uh, HBO or whatever that she can watch it on my TV um, from here in Arizona. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, and then the um, the final thing I have is um, I've lost it. Where is it? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, oh, my must-have that I travel with is my Kindle Paperwhite e-reader. Um, I love it. You know, I can just hook, put download all my books, put it in uh, airplane mode, and I'm ready to go. Um, I remember, I recall traveling, and I can go through some books, especially if you're going to cruise or something like that. I can go through books really, really, really fast. And you don't want to carry up these hard copies of these books around with you. Um, it's just, just toss that thing in a, in your, your luggage and you get your whole library with you. And even if you don't, you know, you, even if you ran out of books, of course you hook up to Wi-Fi, and there you go. You can download another book. I just love Kindle. And I think it's just like one of the best things in the world for me, uh, as a reader. Um, and, um, it saves trees. You know? <laughs> what more can you say? Um, that's my final app. This is one of the few times I'll be traveling without my Kindle. Well, you have your iPad, though. I, I put some books on my iPad. Yeah. The only reason I'm not bringing my Kindle is because it's not like going on a cruise where we get there, we stay in the same, you know, you, you unpack everything in your room and you're there for the entire week. We're going to be moving from place to place to place. And it's just one more thing I have to keep track of. And I'm not going to have any time to read because we're just going to be on the go. Yeah. As opposed to a cruise where you have sea days and we go to the beach and we lay there and I read. Yeah. Yeah. And the plane, we're, we're traveling overnight. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can sleep. I don't sleep on a plane, but I'm really hoping that I do. Yeah. And if I don't, I've got my iPad. So I'll be, I'll be reading with my iPad. Yeah. Okay. Plus, I don't want to turn the overhead light on and bother other people, which I'd have to do with my Kindle because mm-hmm. it doesn't have a built-in light. Yeah. So I figure, well, this time I'm, just, you know, my husband's going to take his because he doesn't have the iPad, so he'll be using his his Kindle to read on the plane. But with him, he'll be asleep before the plane is even. Born. <laughs> I, I, and that's not even a joke. That's that's him. Uh, he can sleep anywhere. He slept at concerts. Oh my god. He he's just one of those people that can sleep anywhere. Anytime, any place, where I can't. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. It should be interesting. All right. So, so again, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for helping us reach our third anniversary. We really do appreciate it. We are going to be taking some time off because, as you've heard, all of us are having you know some serious traveling going on until the till about mid July. So, so hopefully at the end of July, we will be back. We can talk about our experiences and our different locations. Keep listening because after we end here, uh, Suze's segment will be on. So we want to thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your summers. Enjoy your traveling wherever it may go. Share it with us on 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out, where you can find all our information to reach us through Twitter or through the Google Plus community. 
We really want to hear from you. And again, we do appreciate you listening. And we will talk to you in a few weeks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Happy anniversary to my other two geeky ladies, Elisa and Vicky. It's been three years of a lot of fun getting to know you and talking about apps and technology. So thank you for this opportunity. And thank you to our listeners for listening. I'm really happy we're talking about travel because as you know, and our listeners know, I like to travel a lot, whether it's domestic or to France. France is always my big thing. But last November, I did go to Germany for a month. And I think it's really important as an American not to expect people to speak English when you go to a foreign country. Uh, It's great that when they do, but I speak French, but I really don't speak German. So Duolingo, I've talked about this app before. I think it's one of the best language apps in the app store. It's free. They also have a great website and they are always adding languages. But Duolingo starts you off at the basics and it get it increases in difficulty as you get into the app. So the better you get and you become uh, with a particular language, the more challenges they throw at you. So it's a really great way to learn a language. And I think it's really important when you go to a foreign country to learn at least their numbers for countings, you know, to make change and exchanging money. And just the simple necessities like please, you know, thank you, good morning, good evening. Uh, that's, I think that really goes a long way. And I know that people will go out of their way, at least if you attempt to speak their language. So Duolingo, if you're going to a foreign country, at least if you're going to be going to Italy, you can grab some words that are just uh, in Italian to help you along. Great app. The next app, when you're in a foreign country, and you don't speak the language and you don't have time to really learn anything, say for Duolingo, it's, it's an app called iTranslate Voice. The full version is $4.99 and it is a really great app. You are able to translate in so many languages, but if you say it in English, like if you, for instance, if you want to say, uh, where's the next, when's, where do I meet the next train? It will translate that. So you say it into your iPhone and it will translate that into the language that you choose. And it's fairly accurate. I've tested it with French and I think it does a really good job. So I don't know exactly if they're using Google because Google Translate isn't great. But this one seems to do an extraordinarily good job. The other thing is if you tap on, uh, say for instance, if you tap on English, if you just tap on the American flag, then it comes up into a text bar. So you're also able to write something. So say, for instance, if you have to like write a letter or a note to someone and their language, you could type it in and it will translate that uh, to the written version as well. It's a really great app. I used it a lot in Germany and I have nothing but really great things to say about it. And, you know, sometimes if you just speak into it, like say, you know, I want that chocolate eclair and you don't know how to say that in German, when it translated, it's a native speaker that translates it And they're able to understand what's being said. So great app. Uh, Poly Glowcam is a free app that has basically taken the place of WordLens. WordLens was a really unique app. It's no longer available in the App Store. My husband and I use that all the time in Germany because, again, the words are very difficult. And say, for instance, you are walking along and you see a sign or you're in a restaurant with a menu. You have absolutely no idea how to translate that menu. When you open up Polyglowcam, 
and it is a free app, you basically open up the app and you hold it over the menu. And in real time, it translates the words into English. You have to, you know, choose which language you need and also what you want to translate into. It's so helpful with menus, especially because I don't eat meat and I wasn't sure all the words for meat in German. And it's not a perfect app. And this one, Wordlands was not perfect and this is not perfect either, but it's enough to make you uh, get a glimmer of understanding about a sign or a menu. And it's very, very helpful when you're traveling in a foreign country. The other app that is my all-time favorite app, uh, especially when I'm in France, is the LaRousse French Dictionary. It's a $4.99 app. It's, it, it has native speakers, but it gives you also the conjugation of a word. So say, for instance, you were looking up, um, you know, regarder, which means to look. You can also go to the conjunctions and it will tell you how, what, how to use that. And also it gives you sentences. And so that's a really, really great app. It's uh, basically an English to French or French to English. You can just um, tap on the arrows and it will, uh, you can type in a French word and it will translate that into English and give you all the different conjugations in the way that it's used. And I like it because it also includes some slang words too, which is important. Uh, the next app is Voyage, Voyages CN, uh, SNCF, excuse me. And when you're in France or when you're in Europe, the, you know, riding trains is such a great alternative to planes. It's cheaper, they're fast. We, you can get from Paris down to Provence in three hours, so Paris to Avignon. And the best way to look at rates is through this app. Uh, SNCF is basically France's uh, rail system. So the high-speed trains... Uh, some of the local trains around Paris, you can basically uh, buy your tickets on here. So you can check if you want, you know, first or second class. And sometimes with the rates are actually cheaper if you go first class. And then you purchase your ticket through the app and it gives you a QR code. And then when you check in to your, you know, um, the, the train station, you can just show your QR code, uh, especially when you're on your train. They do check tickets, so I would not advise getting on a train in France without a ticket, or Germany either for that matter. But that's a really helpful app, and I really uh, like that very much as well. The other app that's extremely important when you're in a foreign country is a currency converter. Uh, it happens uh, to be right now is that the euro is becoming uh, a lot lower as far as the currency rate to the American dollar, which is really nice that for Americans that want to travel to Europe, Elisa, that's going to be nice for you. Um, I think this morning when I checked it, it was like 1.14. And I think last week it was a dollar seven. And that's the lowest. I think the last time we um, were in France, it was like 132. So it's, it's gone down quite a bit, the euro to the dollar. But currency converter XE converts many different currencies. So South African currency, um, Australian, you know, Canadian dollars, you name it. And it's just a re it's a free app. It's really handy to have. So you basically know how much you're spending when you're there. And don't forget that in England and some of the European countries, they include a tax. It's called the VAT, V-A-T. And if you're buying expensive things, just make sure that when you get to the airport to come home, that you stand in line, sometimes it, it, hopefully it goes fast for you, 
but you get a form and you put your receipts in there and you do get that back. They do credit that back to your credit card. And because they don't, the sales tax, when it, when you purchase something in Europe, it's all included. So that's really important if you're making, you know, big ticket purchases. Another app that's very handy in Europe is a Wi-Fi finder. You know, uh, we stay at places that, you know, always have Wi-Fi and the hotels, of course, always have Wi-Fi. Sometimes you do have to pay for it. Many times you don't. And the hotel Wi-Fi, as you know, is just not really great. But there are a lot of restaurants and there are a lot of free Wi-Fi places that you can find in Europe. And Wi-Fi Finder, you can use in, in the U.S. and you can also, of course, use it in Europe. And it's really great because they will, it'll tell you, you can choose whether you want paid Wi-Fi, if you want a place and you don't mind paying for it, like a cyber cafe, or if you want a free Wi-Fi. So there's plenty of Starbucks around and they also offer Wi-Fi free there. But that's a really handy app to have when you're traveling because I would highly recommend if anybody goes to Europe, they call whether you're using Verizon or AT&T and get an international calling plan. Otherwise, you're going to be socked with big charges, especially roaming, data roaming charges. And if you download a lot of stuff on your uh, iPhone, you may end up getting a very high phone bill. You can call your phone company Tell them the dates that you're traveling. Those are the dates that you want your international plan. And you are able to choose different data plans, how much you think you might use. I think I usually get, I want to say maybe a two gig. That may be low. It may be a little bit more than that, but I, I think it's like two. I don't download a lot of data on my phone unless I'm on Wi-Fi. So just keep that in mind that if you're not going to download a lot of data like with maps and everything, you can get those offline. Take screenshots, go to Google Maps or Apple Maps and, you know, uh, plot out your trip and just take screenshots of the directions and of the map itself. And you that way you, it's in your camera roll and you can use those offline so you're not eating up your data. But AT&T offers one and it's like 10 cents a text and I think it's 10 cents a minute if you're speaking to someone. So just keep in mind, you definitely want to be doing that. And you make sure, If you text a lot, you want to make sure you absolutely have that on your international calling plan. The other one is Hotels.com. I know that's really popular. I think Dallas is their, uh, here in Dallas is their headquarters. But that really does do, it does a great job finding European uh, hotels for you. And just out of experience don't stay in anything below three stars just saying that I think there was when I was younger I stayed at a two star and you know three and above is pretty good and hotels will get give you a really good rate on the European uh, hotels and also you can get points and you know if you stay a certain amount of time at a hotel you gather get points and then you can use it for a free hotel stay somewhere so Hotels.com is a great app to have on your phone. Another one is Spotted by Locals. And what this app, it's pretty unique. It's it's free, a free app, but it has in-app purchases at $3.99 each. And those are guides. Those are basically city guides. And all of the data in these guides are by local people. So you might get some really interesting and cool out of the way places to go see that otherwise you would not have ever found in say a Rick Steves book or another type of city guide. $4 for 
a guide is not bad. The only thing with this app, which is disappointing, I've noticed, and I'm not sure if maybe this is the iOS 8, the newest update, the um, 8.0.3, is that when you go to preview the city guides, uh, it's a blank. It's just blank. You can purchase it, but it doesn't give you the preview like it normally does. But they have worldwide cities and also American cities, you know, like Chicago and New York City and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Seattle. So that is a really nice app to have if you don't want to do the typical tourist trip because the locals really have some great inputs, especially where to stay, what to do for recreation, and where to eat. The hotel, I mean, the restaurants are really great uh, recommendations. When my husband and I go to Europe, we use homeaway.com because we're usually looking uh, like, for instance, next month when we go to, or yeah, this month, the end of this month, to France for six weeks, we usually stay in apartments. And we've had very, very good luck with homeway.com. It used to be homeway.uk, but now it's just homeway.com. And you are able to type in any town or city that you want to visit, or even a region. And they And you can put how many bedrooms you want, the amenities you want, if you want it to be pet friendly, and the price range you want. And then all of these places, uh, these rentals will come up and they usually have really good photos. So you can look at the photos, the map, you can check out the map and you can check out the reviews. So really go by the reviews because those are really important. And they're not like Yelp reviews. I think people really give honest reviews and the owner can also respond to that as well. Many of the owners, if you're in a foreign country, will speak English. Uh, if they don't, uh, they usually speak enough English that can, you can write back um, and, uh, you know, communicate with them. And, you know, the two apartments that we're going to uh, this year, uh, we got on homeaway.com. It's just a really great resource if you want to stay someplace. And usually it's many times cheaper than it would be at a hotel. And you have a kitchen and, you know, many times they give you some amenities. It's really nice. It's a nice way to feel more like a local and not just a tourist. So check out homeaway.com. As far as tech is concerned, when I uh, go uh, abroad, I, of course, always have my iPhone and my iPad. I couldn't live without them. I have my art supplies. But outlet adapters are really important. And you can find them anywhere. Target has them. Walmart has them. Brookstone actually has a really nice pack that has several different adapters because, of course, when you're in Britain, they use a different adapter than they do in Europe. And France uses a different adapter than Germany does. And I'm sure, Lisa, Italy is going to be using a different adapter than France is. So that's a really great kit to buy at Brookstone. My husband has that. And also, when he goes to India or Asia, they also have the adapters in there as well. So that's another thing. If you're heading uh, to Asia or Eastern Europe, they all include those type of adapters. That's really important to have. You don't want to be without an adapter. And sometimes two or even three are helpful to have because, you know, you figure curling irons and you, your electronics you want to charge or if you want to, you know, uh, plug in your laptop it's really handy to have two or three of those and pack those away. Another thing that's really helpful when you're traveling is to have, especially if you're on your phone or iPad a lot, we use the Jockery external battery charger. Right now on Amazon, it's $24.99. It's a 
really great battery charger. Uh, it's, it's, the color isn't great. I'm not a big uh, orange um, fan. But what's nice about it, it's very fast. And this is the 6,000 uh, milliamps. And so you basically, you know, just charge that battery charger up. And then when you need to, um, you know, connect your USB to your phone or your iPad, you just plug it in and it's great. It's great to use in a car. It's great to use on a train and it just really charges them up fast. It's, it's, it's a powerful little battery uh, charger. I really, really like that. So color aside, it's definitely worth spending $25 to have that. And then the other thing that I can't live without is the Glyph iPhone mount. This was developed by Studio Neat and their website is in the show notes. You can get it now for about $15 on Amazon. They, I think I paid 20 for mine. What's nice about this tripod mount is that if you're going to bring a lightweight tripod or a gorilla pod to Europe and you know if you want to do some night photography either with your iPhone or a small um, you know point and shoot camera this is a really, really great uh, uh, mount to have. So it has it has your uh, universal tripod mount. But the other thing it allows you to do is keep a case on your phone. So you can adjust it so you can mount your phone into the uh, glyph. You can put it on a tripod or it slants down. And if you want to watch a movie, you know, or you want to, you know, FaceTime somebody on your iPhone, it allows you to do that too. So it actually acts as a stand. It's a great little accessory and I can't live without mine. Um, what's nice now is that where you can use it with a case. I don't know if you can use it with the iPhone 6 because it is so thin that might be something you need to check out on the website if they made one for the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus or if you can still use the iPhone 5, the one they developed for the 5 and 5S. But it's a, it's worth $15 because I like to do night photography and it's really worth taking a little gorilla pod over and use that, especially if you want to do, you know, a selfie or, uh, you know, a group photo. Great, great accessory to have. And that's about it for me. So I hope everyone is excited about traveling this summer, whether it's local or a staycation or going to Europe. And, you know, try out some of these apps, learn a few words, and um, happy travels. And again, Elisa and Vicki, it's been wonderful uh, doing Three Geeky Ladies with you. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. This is Gaz from the MyMac.com podcast, and I'm here with that big Yang Tank guy. Hey, you nitwit Brit. Did you know the MyMac.com podcast is one of the longest-running Mac podcasts out there? I did know that. Why do you think that is? I think it's because we bring a blend of tech and entertainment that no other show can do. I thought it was because one of us is incredibly handsome. <laughs> well, thanks, Gaz. I do try to look my best. Yes, guy. Of course. But how can people find the podcast? Well, they should just go to iTunes and do a podcast search for MyMac.com. So subscribe and get your weekly dose of tech fun. Wait, I, I thought I was the handsome one. 
Yeah, you just keep thinking that and we'll be all right. 